this was the most pronounced version of it. It's one thing to take over a stadium. We always joke about how they how Georgia took over Notre Dame. Like this felt like a full-on home game in every possible way. Georgia cruised into Atlanta, caused Georgia Tech to feel as if they were playing a road game in their home stadium, made quick work of the Yellow Jackets, and dominated both sides of the ball all day long on the way to a 45 to nothing easy shutout win to complete a 12-0 regular season. The games get a little bit more intense. No, check that. A lot more intense starting on Saturday versus Alabama. But before we jump into the SEC preview, let's hear what Will and Tony have to say about clean, old-fashioned hate. Hey there, my name is Scott Duvall, and you are listening to episode 295 of the Waiting Since Last Saturday podcast. My two co-hosts, Tony Waller, who is now back in country, and Will Leach, who is now back in Athens from the Georgia Tech game, provide you insight in this quick Dogs versus Jackets episode. But before we begin, we'd like to thank our podcast sponsor, El Barrio, The Pine Bar, and The Root for helping us bring you this episode. This is the third season in a row we've partnered with this group of bars and restaurants located in Five Points in Athens, Georgia, and we're thankful for their collaboration with us for the 2021 Georgia football season. So make sure you stop by next time you're looking for some food and drink here in Athens. And now, without any further delay, here's Will and Tony with episode 295. Hello and welcome to the Waiting Since Last Saturday postgame episode after a 45, I think that's where they ended up landing, 45 nothing win over Georgia Tech. I was there. I was very honored. I, te- I texted Scott. I'm here with Tony, who's back, by the way. Welcome back, Tony. Thank you. You and William had fun. We did. We had a good time. I texted uh, Duvall right before the game, like, hey, so where are you going to be? And he's like, actually, we're not going, which I understand. I get that, like, you know, Thanksgiving is a long holiday. I, under- I totally understand. But he's like, he's like, wow, Will, you're like the one podcast representative at the Georgia game. <laughs> I feel like I've outlasted you all. Uh, but it was 45 nothing. It was a very pleasant day. I've said before, uh, I greatly, yeah, and Bobby Dodd is a wonderful place to watch your team smoke the other team. <laughs> it is really a pleasant time. And it was really like that. From the beginning, Tony, you uh, you landed. I don't know if you were. I don't think you were able to watch the game live. Uh, were you? I don't, I don't know if you were. But what were your circumstances? What were you able to see during the game? As Georgia is twelve and zero, they finished a twelve and zero regular season in the midst of a lot of other stuff. Of all the other things that went on yesterday in college football, the fact that Georgia finished twelve and zero was not uh, a top storyline, but should not be uh, diminished uh, in the slightest. Actually, I was able to watch the game. We uh, we got back into Miami yesterday morning. And then I uh, got bused to Fort Lauderdale's airport and we got through security right at kickoff and were able to get the, um, get the, the feed up. So we watched, I would say the vast majority of the game, uh, maybe missed the first, we missed the first drive at the end of the film. Well, that was it. Um, but yeah, yeah. Texting with, with folks that were there. Uh, I know you and William went 80, 20. Is that an overestimation? Georgia I, fans I, to tech I, fans? I, I Maybe more to be entirely. Certainly the entire upper deck was all the upper levels were not it was 90 at least it was all right up there i think uh, i think your natural people that were down low were georgia tech so a lot of georgia tech people down there maybe that's where it gets closer eight or 20 but if you looked in the upper deck it was all all georgia fans yeah which is kind of what we've seen the past few years um i mean we'll get right into the game i guess <laughs> it paid off considering <laughs> um Georgia Tech jumped off sides on the only drive that went inside the 30-yard line um, uh, when they had a fourth down play because of the crowd noise at home. That, did sign. I get that right? 
Yeah. I, you know, my, William and I were noticing that, uh, you know, the, the Georgia tech does a thing where they, to, to bring all their players in the field, they announce, uh, the, here comes the defensive line and now the running back group and they all run out and it shoots flames up in the air and it was silent. <laughs> it was very strange to hear. And now the running back and then nothing, <laughs> no one said a word. And then of course, one, and that like George Pickens just walking onto the field for the first time was the biggest ovation I saw. And it wasn't even a thing out of it. He just happened to walk on. People saw him. So uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was, uh, I've always joked about how, like when the New York Knicks play at the Brooklyn Nets, even when the Nets are better, it's still Knicks fans. Or when, you know, Illinois plays at Northwestern, this was the most pronounced version of it. It's one thing to take over a stadium. Like we saw that. And I mean, we joked, we always joke about how they, how Georgia took over Notre Dame. This was like, this felt like a full on home game in every possible way. Yeah. And that's, that's the way it's been. And I, I guess when you are 11 and 0 in, um, you are at, the home team is three and I guess eight at the time had lost their prior game 55 to zero. Uh, that's what you're going to get. Uh, I think the interesting thing to me, and I, I wonder how it came across on the uh, in person, but the interesting thing to me is that it never looked like there was a time in the game where Georgia even remotely struggled with, with any facet of the game. I, I think there are places to improve the offensive line blocking on a couple of the swing pay, uh, a couple of swing passes. We missed work tackles again. Um, a couple of times Stetson didn't hit those outside kind of over the shoulder passes he'd been good at, but they were, um, it, obviously it didn't make a difference. It's just this, this Georgia team outclassed Georgia Tech in every possible way yesterday. And that's what it looked like in person, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was, I mean, it really was just, you know, there was, I mean, in my section, I mean, I'll put it this way. It felt, it was the first time I've ever been in a road game. You know, anytime you, you've done this, right? You've been at a Georgia game where you end up sitting next to someone who's rooting for the other team, right? At a, at a Sanford game, right? Like we've like, or, or like you, you end up, I always find like if I'm at a, t- a game involving my favorite team and I'm sitting next to someone who is not rooting for the t- for the home team that I'm rooting for, I find myself very obliged to be very kind to them and very welcoming and let them know that, hey, it's, you're, it's okay here. I don't know what it's like in other places if you go to the road game, but but we'll have some good-natured ribbing, but uh, you're not you're, you're, you're amongst friends here. There's not going to be a fight here. Uh, I found myself doing that to Georgia Tech fans <laughs> in their own stadium, which is a first. That's the first time I've seen that actually happen. It was definitive, you know, and I think that, it, it felt uh, game wise. I actually f- felt that um, this was as kind of as comfortable as I thought Bennett had looked in the pocket. And then not every pass was perfect, but there was like it was. It felt a little. It reminded me a little bit of when uh, when Fromm first started uh, when he used to f- the flick the ball. <laughs> he used to like gunsling the ball when uh, or spin the ball in his fingers. Bennett was not doing that, but he had that level of comfort, I thought, throughout the entire game. And the game was, you know, I mean, it was funny. I actually felt like it was a good sign that this wasn't a game where, you know, I know people always want uh, Kirby Smart and the staff to be like, crush them, crush their spirits, destroy them. And I kind of feel like, is Georgia Tech really worth doing that too? <laughs> and I I do feel like that's, I know it's been kind of a common thing all season of uh, the crush the spirit feels like something they could have done a lot of times. But I also feel like what's the point of that? And it definitely, the whole vibe was just 
yeah, we're here. We know what's happening here. We know what's going on. Let's just get through it without anybody getting hurt. And uh, in that case, it was a pretty, it was mostly successful, though not entirely successful. Yeah. And I don't think it hurt that uh, Jeff Collins was playing uh, the role of um, the the round before the, the warm up round for the heavyweight champ. Um, basically standing in the middle of the ring, uh, absorbing blows with his, you know, with his, 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 gloves above his face. It's just not in the face. Right. right, right. Um, and there was probably nothing more um, <clears throat> indicative of that, of that last drive Georgia tech had at the end of the half, uh, the first half where uh, they ended up with the ball. And we'll say, I'm just looking at the drive chart. Like they got the ball, their own 42 off of a, a funky, funky punt. And, um, you know, they, they, ran the ball in incomplete little swing pass and ran the ball. It's like, okay, you're at home. You're down at that point. What was it? 24 to nothing. Take a shot. (laughs) What are you doing? I mean, but you know, that's a, he has, he has to live with his bosses and his players after that. And I certainly understand why you don't want to, you know, first do no harm. Um, But in in a lot of ways, uh, you know, thinking about thinking about that, I think it was quite illustrative that, we saw a full quarter of JT Daniels and he did nothing mm-hmm. to hand the ball off. Um, yeah. That surprised me a little bit. I kept expecting them to run a passing play. There were certainly passing looks and I don't know whether JT checked out of them or, or whatever, or they were just called run plays. Um, of course, when you are able to drive the ball, um, you know, 75 yards and non-running plays, 67 yards, three running plays, uh, you know, 51 yards, six running plays and, probably could have scored again if they really wanted to at the end of the game. Um, what do you, what, what more do you need? Uh, on the other hand, um, it gets real now. Yes, <laughs> so, it does. Yes, it does. Um, yeah, I, I, I think, go, I, I, I yeah, want to close before we get, because I think we have some, obviously we want to get into that uh, because we're actually not taping till Wednesday of this week. So this is going to have to hold you off for, but I think we're all, we're definitely, you're definitely going to be able to have the show to on your drive to Atlanta or your, or whatever way you do. We'll have that in plenty of time. But I do think before we get into that, it is remarkable to me, you know, uh, and I think it's a good transition into, uh, into other things that went on Saturday. We were in Callaway this week. We watched the game. Then we came back and we got time. We were back in time to watch the entire second half of Alabama and Auburn. I watched it with you know, my son and, uh, and my, and my wife, and my wife were watching it in the Lanai. Uh, and it was remarkable to be like, Oh my gosh, this game is so fun. How many of these have we been able to watch this year? And it is, you know, I think that there is, uh, I'm two minds on this one. Uh, that's a feeling that I've kind of missed as a Georgia fan this year is to have like the, the, since the Clemson game, they've won every game by 17 points. And that game was not close. Like, you know, they've turned every game. It's a, a truly remarkable thing. I, you know, I, I, there's been a debate on what kind of, uh, whether Georgia fans are appreciating 12 and 0, or they're just looking forward to what happens next. And they've been kind of bored by all these blots. I, I, I think I, there was a time I would have like a strong stance on that. I kind of feel like just you do you in, in this situation. However, you want to, if you want to react to this as nervous, if you want to react to it as appreciative, appreciative, if you want to react to it as bored, whatever, it's all about to get serious anyway. Uh, but I also think to, if there's one way to describe how this season has gone and the evolution of uh, the Kirby Smart era at Georgia, Georgia has turned basically everyone into Charleston Southern. 
<laughs> in that there, every single one of these post game shows, Tony, it's uh, well, they could have done this and they could have run it up more. And, and yeah, what, what did it mean the quarter that Daniels played? And oh, did they get any minutes for so and so? And oh, yeah, we'll see how the backups that would have been nice to see them keep the shutout or just something like that. It's like it, I feel like every single post game report, report has been this way. And again, you know, this has not been the most ba- banner year for the SEC East to any stretch of the imagination in a lot of teams they played, but it is remarkable to think. That like Georgia is like they played <laughs> like you know teams that are going to balls, play, teams that have been successful, teams that almost beat Alabama yesterday, and not every single game has felt like Charleston Southern. It is, uh, it is, it can be numbing in a way that I, I think is is uh, is disconcerting, and I think perhaps not illustrated for what's coming up. But I also think it's, you know, not nothing, man. I used to always joke that I even said this in the Cardinals Braves uh, in LDS a few years ago. My favorite, uh, as, as a fan of the team, my favorite game is where they scored 10 runs in the first inning. And then I just get to relax and enjoy the rest of the game. We've been able to have that 11 times in a row this year. And it shouldn't be underestimated. Yeah, I think that's, that's a great point. One of the things that I thought about reading over some stuff this morning is there's still a lot of, well, yeah, but can George's offense do it? Um, Georgia's offense is second in SP plus only a point in a th- uh, third behind Ohio state. They are their Their offense is now ahead of Alabama's. Their offense is now ahead of Tennessee's is ahead of Pittsburgh's. Um, and this is SP plus numbers. They're ahead of Oklahoma's. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they are, listen, if this were any, if this were any team, but Georgia, they, there would be, everyone would be talking about Georgia being prohibitive favorite to win the national championship because they are, um, they're three points better. And this is just SP plus numbers. They're three points better than the number two team, which is Wisconsin. And they are less, they're just a shade over a point. Do I take that back? They're seven tenths of a point behind Ohio state. Um, if any other world, there would not be this. Yeah, but can Georgia's offense do it? Um, yeah, we we know that there are some there are some structural things about Georgia's offense that can be exploited. The only team that's done this so far um, is Clemson, and I'm not still not 100 percent certain that wasn't by virtue of uh, Monk and keeping the I'm not even trying first name anymore. Uh, <laughs> Monk and keeping the um, the reins on a little bit just to play it safe because I think he knew what he had defensively. Um, now, having said all of that. It does get real. We have Alabama. We'll talk about that uh, Wednesday for the pregame podcast. But it has been, it is interesting to me, Will. I had multiple fans of, of teams that are, that Georgia has no chance of facing, talking about how good Georgia is. I had Ohio State fans, not going to face them now. Ohio <laughs> State fans, af- like afraid of, like, oh, I got, I'm, I'm dreading, I'm dreading us playing Georgia, right? And that is, I, I'm not, I'm not built for that. Yeah. I mean, I'm just not. And uh, it's going to be a very interesting week leading up to this because I think we'll, I think you and I both can agree that there's, there are scenarios where Alabama beats Georgia and Georgia doesn't make the college football playoff, but there are Hard those scenarios. Those, those scenario, scenarios are far, uh, far fewer than any scenario where Georgia, than where Georgia loses and goes. Um, and, that makes it fun. Uh, and there's probably some narrative to be played around that, especially if you're an Alabama fan. By the way, if you read some Alabama bloggers, and they sound a lot like Georgia bloggers in 2015, which is <laughs> interesting. So interesting. 
it is worth noting as this is setting up, and again, we'll talk about this in our pregame show, but like this is, listen, I, I was most worried about Ohio State. The Ohio State's not going to be a problem anymore. That's not going to be an issue. Ohio State's not going to make the playoff. You could make an argument that this is setting up in the most perfect possible way. And I have a long, I've an, I'm, I'm, I have a soliloquy I'm going to uncork, uh, uncork uh, about this on our, when we tape on Wednesday. But I mean, it really couldn't set up any better. I mean, it couldn't set up any better. I don't just mean the quality of Michigan or the quality of Cincinnati or that, though I think there's an element of that too. I mean, you actually do get to vanquish Alabama in this too. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh like, yeah. You actually I agree. hundred percent agree. Yeah. yeah. Like, like this is, this is setting up to where you can vanquish that demon, get that uh, proverbial monkey off your back. I've never even seen someone with a monkey on their back before. So I don't know what that looks like. That's a reference to Tony at the on vacation, which I'm going to make you talk a little bit about in a second, but um, you get to do that and you get to definitively do that. Right. Like if, like uh, it's, I suppose it is possible that Alabama still makes the playoff with a loss to Georgia, it sure looks unlikely right now. It, it's, it seems like a hard thing to justify because the way you do that with Alabama is saying, yeah, but they look so good and they did not look so good against Auburn. And maybe they keep it so close against Georgia that they give them enough to think about. But it feels like if you want, you can knock Alabama out for good now. If you want, they're done. They're out. Yeah, you can finally take take their joy. <laughs> yeah, you can take it away. And then you can go against teams who, you know, certainly are good teams. I don't think there's any, any question about that. But it doesn't feel like a clash of Titans uh, playing at their peak the way that, frankly, Ohio State was starting to look like there for a while until that Michigan game. Uh, it can't be set up any better. Now, um, your take on that and how you react to that may test your be your litmus test for your emotions as a Georgia fan, but uh, it's really not. It could not possibly be setting up any better right now. Yeah, hundred percent agree with that. I, I think any rational uh, Georgia fan. Well, I've, I've said all along. It doesn't matter who you play in the SEC championship, but now that it's Alabama, and also now it looks like Georgia is. I'm not saying they're going to. When although I, I would get to we'll, we'll get to that point Wednesday towards the end of the podcast, um, it looks like Georgia is, is def, has played defensively better football, especially the past few weeks. Um, and um, you're right, I, I, having the opportunity to play Alabama to Alabama is um, it's pretty cool. I can't wait. Here's your soliloquy. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot going on. There's like, what did you take? Did you get to see what of the did you get to see any of the other games? Did you get to watch? Alabama. Yeah. Did you watch Oklahoma State? What'd you think? So we were able to watch after as soon as Georgia finished up, since it was less than a three-hour game, we went and uh, watched the end of Michigan and Ohio State. Uh, and I got to watch the vast majority of Alabama Auburn between uh, streaming and watching it on the plane. Uh, we got off the plane right at or as a matter of fact, we were waiting on our shuttle um, as the Alabama drove down to score the touchdown to tie it. Um, so we were, my, my wife was still streaming as I was trying to drive uh, out of the airport area, but, uh, yeah, we, we ended up watching that and got home in time to watch the, the second half of Bedlam, which is, um, considering it might've been the best day, especially the, yeah, it's probably the best day of college football of the season so far. And I, I got off a cruise boat at nine o'clock yesterday morning in Miami, I uh, flew from Fort Lauderdale to Atlanta and then drove from Atlanta to Athens. Got to see a lot of football considering all that happened. So that was a lot of fun. It really set up perfectly. It was it was a wonderful 
wonderful day of college football. And we even talked about Illinois uh, beating uh, Northwestern in, uh, and go Cats 47 to 14, which was also very pleasant. I feel obliged to point out as well. Um, okay. So uh, we have a lot, obviously to go to uh, go through on the, on the pregame show and it will be uh, Wednesday. We are tipping Wednesday afternoon. It will probably be, I'm assuming Scott will be, we'll have that up uh, Thursday morning. So be prepared accordingly. We're actually going to the Memphis, Georgia game together. So if you're watching on the SEC network, look for three dopey people in section Q down on the floor and you will see me, Tony and Scott after we record the podcast on Wednesday. Uh, but it's back. It's, it is, this is what we were waiting for, right? Like it has been a long, I wouldn't say it's a slog. It's been a very pleasant slog, but uh, this is what we've been looking forward to all year. They, uh, this is the best case scenario, but now you get to play Alabama. It's George, Alabama, uh, in, uh, for, uh, for, uh, and it's really kind of the best case too, because it, it's not everything on the line but you can take care of business right now in a lot of ways. Uh, it, it's an exciting time to be here and I'm, uh, I'm, I'm ready to dig it. Are you, are you, re- are you emotionally prepared for what we're looking at now? Oh yeah. I'm fired up. I'm ready to go. We, I, I was talking with Tiffany earlier, making our, our, our tailgate plans for Saturday. And uh, I, I, it, there's a way there's a, in one way, I wish I'd waited to Tuesday or Wednesday to do it because I am so fired up right this second. <laughs> well, and, I, and we will be, I'm assuming everyone, I've talked to Scott. I assume he's going Monday. Uh, I, at one point I had toyed with the idea of trying to find some tailgate as the, Hey, waiting since last Saturday listeners uh, get together at this one. I think we'll probably be more diffuse than that uh, on Saturday, but certainly uh, uh, this is the serious business. This is an exciting time. Uh, I can't wait. This is this. It's about to be, uh, uh, th- these eight days, listen, these eight days are next week is the, uh, I, I, I had my, I've had my hotel for this place for a year <laughs> for this weekend for a year. So obviously we're here and ready to go. I can't wait. Yeah. I'm fired up. Let's do this. All right. So we'll tape Wednesday. We'll be back Thursday morning. Uh, yeah, that's when we'll be back with you Thursday morning. And by then everyone will have their travel plans, everything set up. And then, uh, and then, then things get finally very serious, but Hey, 45, nothing over Georgia tech. Hope everyone enjoyed, by the way, I thought this was the best me and Scott show. Usually we're very, very lost without Tony. We were still lost without Tony, but I thought we had like a good rhythm. Maybe everyone listened to it like this sucks without Tony, which is a totally reasonable thing to think. But I did think the pregame show was pretty good because we just chatted and uh, there wasn't really a lot of game to preview because there hasn't been a lot of game to preview for a while. But hey, there is now. All right. We'll be back on uh, Thursday to preview the game. Tony, uh, welcome back. Oh, the monkey. We haven't even talked about the monkey. How was your, there was a monkey on your head on your, on your trip. Did you, did that was, that was, that was that part uh, that was, that was that part of the yeah. cruise? Yeah. So we, uh, one of the places we went was uh, Rotan, Honduras, and there's a nature preserve called Gumbelina Nature Preserve uh, where they have a pod of um, whatever the monkeys, capucha monkeys, I guess. Um, and uh, they get to go in and they, you know, the, the trainers have them, train so they'll jump on your head or, or you know stand on your shoulder so we got to take take pictures with them which was which was pretty cool uh I, despite the fact that I smell like monkey for three days um <laughs> i actually more the worse than that they also have a bunch of um scarlet recalls and i smelled like bird for three days which is far <laughs> worse to me um but you know it was fun it was a neat thing to get to do we had a good time actually a listener uh that said hey uh, chad uh, oh, wow. from Carrollton, uh, stopped by and said, hey, and, and we pre- appreciate him spending a little time chatting with us at the pool bar and, and saying hey to us. Uh, it was a it was a fun trip. It was a good trip. But uh, you know what? Fun time's over. 
It's time to get our game face on. We got SEC serious. championship this week. It's time to be real, man. It's time to uh, time to attack the day, Tony. It's it. Either you're a leader, or you're not. I'm the, I don't know if I'm a leader, but I'm ready to attack the day. I, I, I'm um, not. No, yeah, it's like. <laughs> yeah, by the way, I do have to say I want to make a one quick comment about that. Uh, at the end of the game yesterday, uh, the questioner, whoever it was, asked Kirby a question about. Um, something about elite. And he said, I want to be very careful with that word. <laughs> it is clear. <laughs> yeah. It is yeah. clear that that is a word he uses a lot. And that is a talisman word for his team. Uh, and they, they're not there. I, I, I think he would say they're not there yet, but they're showing some signs. Exciting times. All right. We'll be back to talk Thursday morning until then, Tony, go dogs, go dogs. And thanks so much for listening. Make sure to tweet our show at WSLS Podcasts and follow us on Instagram, same handle. And like Will mentioned a few times during the episode you just heard, our SEC preview show will be recorded on Wednesday evening. So expect a short listening time window this week as it should be out probably early Thursday morning. We'll see you on campus sometime soon. And as always, go dogs. Go dogs.